Hi, my name is Mansi and I am obsessed with unearthing every little secret about parenting, babies, business and wellness that will help you navigate through all the questions you always wanted to ask but didn't know who to. I'm a simple woman from the maximum city who quit her high-paying marketing job to start India's most trusted discovery platform for parents after a six-month backpacking trip with her three-year-old daughter with just rupees 10,000. I now run a seven-figure online business with kidstoppress.com and connect with over 10 million parents a month. I share our favorites every single day on the website and on our social media so you can have the best moments with your children and leave the discovering to us. Think of this as your play date with a fellow mom over wine or coffee who loves her kids but also needs her happy ass without them. Shy away from the real talk? No ways. Whether it's money, business, failure, baby, sex or frustrations of not keeping it all together, we've got you covered. So now grab your tea, sit cozy and stay tuned for another stellar episode of Keep It Real Podcast by KidStopRest.com. Hi, first up, uh, super excited for this conversation. Uh, like I said earlier that, you know, I was really hoping to connect with uh, with an educator who's achieved so much, uh, a woman who's, um, you know, had a fantastic 2020. You've had your second baby in it. And of course, Baiju's has achieved so much success in the last one year. So congratulations on a fabulous uh, year that it has been. Thank you, Mansi. I, I think uh, it's, it's been challenging and uh, fabulous and like, you know, with, uh, we, I think we were very fortunate to be in a segment of positive relevance. Uh, education is one segment which uh, really could create an impact in unfortunate times like these. And we saw that happen because we were literally able to help students continue learning uh, and they did not miss out on something that is so crucial for their development. Right. Um, Divya, tell me a little bit about your, you as a child and your childhood, because I truly believe that who you are today is a product of your childhood. Right. Like there are these little, little seeds that are sown uh, into into the person that you are today. True. No, no. Very, very rightly said. And, you know, typically and for women, especially when you when you come out and then you speak and then a lot of times questions which are typically asked is, you know, what are the challenges faced? What are the obstacles you faced? And I say, you know what? Look at me as an example of what would happen if you give equal opportunity to a girl. Because literally till the time I entered the workplace, I never even knew of gender bias. You know, it was it was like I, I, I was not only the only daughter, I'm the only child of my parents. So I was brought up, you know, you know, my entire world was about equality. It was about how you how you give equal opportunities, whether it's a boy or a girl. Never once faced discrimination because of my gender. And right throughout, you know, I, I started swimming at the age of five. I was into gymnastics. I sang everything would go to the British library on the weekends with my mother, both working parents. So, and, and I think that's something because when you grow up as an only child and with working parents, if your mother is not giving you a lot of time, you really, you really feel very isolated. That never happened to me. Although I did crib at times for a sibling, I feel, and I, I never feel that I missed out on having company. And uh, another thing was that I come from a, I come from a defense background. My father's from the air force. So I had a lot of friends. We lived in, in this apartment complex in Bangalore where we had a lot of lot of people to play with and grow with. And that's so important. Social skills are developed when you spend time outdoors with people. And, and 
one thing was that although i was fortunate to not be relocated so many times my friends would literally change every two years so exposed to diversity uh, in the country diverse people diverse thoughts diverse cultures diverse ideas so i think that is something that has shaped me into who i am today so uh, that and along the way i think uh, i i was somebody who was very academically oriented but also very focused on sports because my parents always instilled in me the importance of an all-round development and it was not that i was always into my books or anything so it was just that i enjoyed learning but i enjoyed playing as well i still remember my grandfather taking me and making me run rounds around the uh, you know the football tracks so i i still actually remember that and along with my parents it was my grandparents as well because as i as i mentioned my parents were working so childhood was all about this and uh, and then i went and did my 11th and 12th very competitive because the two most crucial years of your life so i gave it uh, and maybe those two years were the years where i kind of focused on my studies came out did really well almost became a doctor my father's a doctor actually so almost became a doctor i don't know for some reason i even though i went for my counseling and i got into the best colleges in bangalore for uh, medicine we just didn't take it at that point of time my father thought you know let her do engineering keep her options open so i did an engineering in biotechnology because biology was one of my favorite subjects and i loved math a rare combination bio and math together not many people like both so uh, i did my undergrad in biotechnology in rb college in bangalore and uh, at the end of four years i i i was actually a university rank holder as well and from vtu at that point of time i was supposed to go abroad because uh, you know biotech was in its nascent stages in 2007 it wasn't the way it is today there weren't so many opportunities my aunt was a biotechnologist abroad and at that point is when uh, i i met byju i attended his classes and there was this period between you know you you apply for an admission and you get a seat so those were the three four months where he said hey why don't you just take a class and i went for a class and uh, it was it, i still remember it was a gallery a gallery seating 100 students from uh, a, a very you know very simple diploma engineering college people getting in uh, attending this class so that they can learn personality skills they can learn to crack that tough interview to get in uh, to a job and support uh, their families very simple background and the impact it created i i could see the satisfaction and you know class after class i felt that this is something which i can do for a longer period of time something where i can see an impact happening something where because education is something where you you get a lot of satisfaction as a teacher so i started out as a teacher never knew what the journey had for me never knew that you know this this is how we would do what we are doing today but always fixated on a mission that we are in education content is the king uh, and and that's the focus of all all that we do make children love learning so here we are today and i think it's been i mean very unpredictable but but great in terms but like i said a long way to go we've just started you know like this it's it's an expanse so right so divya you mentioned that you were also into gymnastics swimming you loved singing did your parents were you the topper of your class was there a lot of emphasis on you know like how parents are sometimes very unidimensional ke you know you're singing dancing or ye sab to theek hai but grades are grades and that's a non negotiable was that a non negotiable in your house no i wouldn't say that my father was more academically focused my mother uh, was more into all round development so it was a balance thank god for that i mean if both of them are the same then i would say there was immense pressure uh, but i think my see my father is also very academically focused and you know to be a doctor it's not easy and uh, he has so many degrees uh, like quite a bit of them so uh, considering the fact that he let me go after an engineering itself it's, it's something great 
so for them for him especially i think academics was very very important uh, but uh, i wouldn't say that he discouraged me from any of the extracurricular activities so my mother was a you know played a bigger role when i was growing up because if you are a doctor you you have to give your 100% to the job i mean it's it's only then you can do it in the best possible way so i practically don't even remember him getting involved uh, in my in my growing up years it's been my mother through and through it's been her parents through and through who were uh, you know in it who helped me mold me molded me into the kind of person that i was my father has been a very silent role model i've always looked up to him he's been my first teacher i would say uh, all the science uh, topics and everything he used to teach me so i've learned it from him i've developed my pension for biology from him i can say that uh, he also says that you know i i speak nicely because of him i say okay it's possible so he he speaks really well as well so he jokes around today and says that so i i think you know uh, these kind of things they all and and if i if i say you know it's not one person a lot of people say who's your mentor whom did you look up to it's definitely my mother although I, it's something that i've come to realize now i've taken it for granted that i would have a professional career because i've seen her work i've seen her manage a family i've seen her manage office and do it both so well yeah i have i have to ask you two questions here one i really appreciate you saying that my father was my silent mentor right because i feel in every household there is one primary parent can be the mother or father and there is this this second parent who's you know like who's omnipresent but he's very very important he or she is very important so i'm glad that you mentioned that uh i know you mentioned that when you were you know um going to go abroad for your biotechnology um you know you decided to stay back and not take that uh not pursue that and i and i want you to um share with me two things one is what was your parents reaction when you said this is what i wanted to do but i don't want to do it now uh because my perspective has changed what was their reaction and what would you tell to parents today when they say you know when the kids actually are are struggling to pursue something which their parents want but they actually want to do something else what would you tell their parents yes so two things one is uh and this is something that i've always lived by when you before you take a decision it's very important to do enough research on it think deeply about it uh, look at the pros look at the cons think ahead deliberate ask people around you uh you know listen and and because people have so many perspectives it's important to listen but it's important to ultimately listen to yourself and but once you take the decision and i've always followed this never ever look back and never ever deliberate whether that was the correct decision that you took because you've taken it now nothing is undoing that so that's one thing which has really helped and it's helped us along the way even in our journey uh as byjus as we've grown as a company where we've taken radical decisions to completely change the way we operate we've disrupted ourselves positively when we've never looked back because once we've taken a decision it you it's important that you stick by it only then can you make it successful and and this is not when i was 14 15 this is when i was 21 so when you're 21 you you kind of know what you want i would not say everybody would know what they want but i was but i was very very sure and i had reasons a b c d e why i want to stay back and of course with a dollop of uh, i'll say intuition that i knew that this is going to work so th- so that's that's how it was and uh, i know a lot of parents look at degrees as a safety net and i would say it's it's a good to have especially if you're you see i was faced with a, with an option where without that safety net i could have done something for myself so it's a different case 
but there are situations where you need to have that safety net so that you have more options available to you when you go into the wider world so i would not disagree with parents like that who want the best for their children and have, and 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 i would say especially for girls you're so lucky that your parents are investing in educating you you're on you're on the other side you're on the positive side you're on the lucky side and i would say take it because there are so many people where this this opportunity is not even available where you know you're, they're treated differently unfortunately that is the actual situation like i said i'm extremely lucky and not many people are like me at least i would say half the people are not like me if you look at the numbers right 53 more more than half are uh, graduates are women but only 23% of them are in the workforce that shows a lot about the disparity so i would say take it if you're given an opportunity to educate yourself if parents are willing to invest in you please take it because you're getting an opportunity to do something which a lot of women are not allowed to do but uh, but that being said if it's something where there is a clash like you know the child wants to pursue something a parent is not and a parent doesn't want them to do it or vice versa i would say it's always better to go with the child because you know where your interests are like someone who's a who's a born artist trying to make them pursue a, a core science subject it's it's not going to do good for anybody right so maybe i can also give you an example of uh, what we did in byju's and we started our media team so if you look at our product it's very it's very visually deep uh, it's created and but it's not created by ordinary animators it's actually created by a technologist who have a passion for art so if you look at it you can find your passion uh, and in today's world which is very visual it's possible to mix art and science so my message to my message to people who are trying to find their niche who are really good in art but you know are also good in math and science is that if you if that comes together it's a deadly combination we've seen that happen here because when i as a teacher i'm trying to explain to someone behind the scenes that you know this is how you need to bring the dna to life if someone knows it they can visually bring it out so much better so i would say it's always an advantage right um tell me when you when you co-founded uh, the company did you think it would change the education landscape in the country so we if you ask me i wanted to take it one child at a time and that's it's would it change the life of uh, a, a student who's learning for everyone it touches yes because this is the best way to learn and we know it and we believe in it so strongly because our children also learn this way outside school and i stress on outside school it's very important because what school gives you is social skills it teaches you important life skills like empathy which can never be replicated in a 100% online model so yes uh, you know as uh, we we and i would say we took it one product at a time we took it one step at a time what was the first thing we wanted to do we wanted to make something which is not for the motivated few because if you look at all the resources which are available online free or otherwise it is it targets you already need to be motivated to learn from something which is not visually appealing so the first step was to create content in a way that would appeal to majority of the people and we know that that's something which we managed to crack because within 2 months of the launch of the app we had 2 and 1/2 million downloads so that will happen only if students are liking the format in which you're presenting it to them because they are a very they are very choosy audience if you ask me you know and as they get younger they become more digitally aware so you need to give them something which is unique something which is different it's almost like uh, you know chocolate covered broccoli that's what we do we the core concepts are hidden behind layers of fun and engagement so they they, they end up learning the concepts so and and like you said today we are almost 90 million uh, right. we have 90 million free students on our platform so we never envisioned that it would be here but 
like i said there is so much more and it's all, it's also because india is a country which where there is so much focus on learning uh, i think it's a right place to start and as we aspire to go global as we aspire to go deeper into india i think one of the best decisions is to start in a country like india where there is so much importance given to education because this is the only way to make it big for most of us right um Divya, I want to ask you here today that you know today you are a working parent as well. There is just so much that a parent needs to do today uh, that they're they're almost overwhelmed. Like I don't want one more online resource tool for my child because I'm barely managing to stay afloat with online school, even for a three-year-old or a five-year-old or a six-year-old. That I don't want to invest in one more online tool. What would you say to them? Would be would be the differentiator, and how are you managing it? Yeah, actually, if you ask me, for working mothers, especially if we've managed through the last one year, I think we'll sail through the next decade. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not it's not been easy because you know you're managing work, you're managing home. This work from home is, like I said, I've never done it, but it's tougher than what I thought it would be. Uh, from you know, from the time my eldest son was born in 2013, we had a three month back then yeah. for maternity break. That was the last that I stayed at home. uh and took a break i would say that i took a break this time it was like you, know, you, you didn't uh, jump the three months you didn't say okay three months is too much i need to get back to work earlier that time no i so i was recording my classes uh, for the app during the break so whenever my son was sleeping i would uh, record all the videos that was so the at that time the focus was on uh, creating the product so you know i i don't take it as work for me it's like you know i, I loved it i love teaching yeah. so so i i guess i did start uh working from you know the like maybe a week after the first one was born but at that moment the number of people were lesser and it was more like an you know you individually create an impact right and then so so that happened in the first break but i didn't go to office so i'm i'm coming from there but in the last one year staying at home that's that's been uh, i mean it's 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 not been easy because there are two uh, like at least for the last 5 months there have been two and managing school and it's it's not just i can totally resonate with every working mother but a few things which i've done and uh, which which kind of have given me some sort of peace of mind and one is that creating artificial boundaries around myself because when you go to office you can literally you know close yourself away from home and focus on what you're doing and then come back and then you know you 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 be with your kids full time or you be with your family full time but you know the other way around where where you have to create an artificial boundary where anybody can storm into the room for anything it's not easy to handle that so that creating and that's that's something which over the last one year i've kind of tried to do it I've, i think i've been able to do it uh, so that that being said i think uh, you asked me about you know uh, parents being overwhelmed i do agree because you know and and we also we are so much an integral part of the learning journey today this has never happened before i think the respect for teachers has really gone up which is a great thing right and uh, absolutely so thing is it's, it's a tough one It's, it's not an it's not an easy uh, it's not an easy job at all, right? Keeping so so many students engaged and uh, making sure that everybody is learning. So, if you ask me about screen time specifically, I would say that so every generation has faced some sort of a challenge. Like my, I think when I grew up, it was about how much TV is enough. You know, uh, it was about how much video games are enough. so the generation between me and my son how many video games can you play because now now because of digital and technology the generations have become shorter i think there are three generations between me and my son in a way so you know in terms of uh, so it's about i think how much and what what kind of screen time because look you know, you can't you can't stay away from it it's going to happen but can you moderate it 
can you can you make sure that the right kind of content is what they're consuming otherwise some of the apps it just goes somewhere from one to another to another and that is where i think if parents can uh, you know it's almost like you know how much and what is what parents decide is is what parents decide and children decide like you know how like how do they want to consume it maybe you know if it could be a, if it could be a dual decision rather than a parent saying that you know like only 15 minutes is what you get maybe trading off and saying that you know 30 minutes you learn something and why don't you play a game for 15 minutes because that's also important even video yeah. games teach you stuff it's not that it it doesn't so right. i think managing maintaining a healthy balance absolutely i think it it is so important and i keep telling this to parents on the platform as well that um you know i think we're we're raising children in uh, who are born into technology so trying to resist that from them is definitely not going to work and this active and passive engagement while they're on digital right so if they're learning through it then of course it's great but if it's a passive babysitter then of course it's it's not a good thing and another another thing i must mention is you know when i interviewed andre agassi and he said rules without relationships will always equal to rebellion right so for every parent who's resisting that screen time if you've not built that ground up on explaining your child like devya said then it's never going to completely uh, agree one rule which i had while growing up i've never said no to my elder son i've never used the word no with him and that i consciously stayed away from because i've seen children use it back yeah so i've always looked at like if even if I they were doing something that i need to know how did you manage that by explaining why yeah you know because beyond 3 they're able to understand until 3 it's fine now it's beyond that where it becomes so by by saying no you're just making them rebellious no without a reason doesn't do good for anyone it's always and and i i think that worked because uh, i've never heard him say no and i've never heard him like i won't say that i'm i'm a good parent good parents for me and byju are our parents who managed to you know bring us up and and i think we are here today because of them but if i think if we can do some justice uh, we've done it in our own way by giving them all the love and uh, and making sure that you know we, you know it's very very difficult to create a balance between strict and uh, because see every all relationships and everything falls in place with respect for me more than uh, fear so i would rather lead by example so if you don't want your child to look too much at the screen and waste time you want them to read books read books yourself because right. they they learn so much from not what you tell them but from what they see that you do absolutely uh, tell me that we are teaching hundreds and thousands of students to teaching your own kids how difficult is it and do you manage to grab the time to teach him so i he learns from uh, so it's cool for him and apart from school most of his learning comes because now he's in grade 1 he he goes through the app and he learns his concepts from the app but see learning is a very open world and i would say to make a child whom they are today there is there is so many things which influence uh, you know their learning because math is in everyday life it's all around us so he's he he loves to play games so whenever he plays cricket i i'll say there's a lot of correlation between math and cricket so he's learned addition completely by adding the runs he has scored you know in his mind uh, so there is six and then there is another six and then there is another four and there is another 10 and so so this the, you relating it to real life examples is uh, how and and i think it's just about giving that impetus after the children start learning on their own then they start looking at math and i'm just taking math because it's one of considered one of the most important subjects uh, to learn when you know for us for now and for the future as well most of our jobs rely on math so uh, so that i think i think you know in teaching them how to integrate it into real life for example when 
he was he's a big disney cars fan so when he was two and a half so he learned numbers by looking on the car so doc hudson is 51 mcqueen is 95 for example so these are these are ways which they picked up and showing them so there are a lot of ways you can make learning fun so it's not that you know you sit across with a book and teach that's never the way learning happens learning happens in little things that you do it can happen when you eat it can happen when you play so right uh, you know there with you mentioned about math and i had seen your earlier interviews where you mentioned math is something that you need for everyday living tell me would you be disheartened if he was that kid like a lot of children who grow up hating math or fearing math i would say would you be disheartened and what would you tell to parents whose kids really really fear math so i it's it's about uh, if you look at it nobody is born hating math so I, it's about can you can you uh, take them on to a subject which is so crucial and lead them on to it by uh, by instilling a love for it which is totally possible children don't most of the children don't like math or most of the children who don't like math don't like math because i think they feel it's too abstract which it's not so there is squares and square roots and and all of that happening and if you can't relate to it if you don't see it around you then it becomes very abstract you can't relate like how many people relate that addition and multiplication is actually the same thing addition many times is multiplication but we learn it separately we learn it in different grades we learn it in different you know and in different chapters but it's actually the same thing so if the, teaching them so the otherwise that becomes one concept addition is concept 1 subtraction is concept 2 multiplication is concept 3 division is concept 4 or addition and multiplication is just one concept you add many times you multiply so it's i think it's about making it it is very very simple but can you can you teach a child that it's simple can you instill the love for them as they grow up uh, so and and to all parents there is a huge there is a huge way in which we can address this because parents are a child's first teacher so if and and this is this is not rocket science math this is basic math if you can just show them that it's all around them and i'm speaking about this since you told me that you know a lot of parents have this oh my god my child doesn't like math if we as parents can pick up simple things and and link it to what a child loves and show them that look math is all around you uh, count the spoons put it on the table four great now what if you make them into two equal parts push to this side push to that side i mean these are all just simple things i'm just coming up with it right now but these things if parents can do children start relating to math around them I mean, it doesn't become a chore like it usually right. comes yeah absolutely like someone said there are no bad students there are just bad teachers so i think we need to change the way we reorient ourselves um tell me devya you make things sound uh, so simple and uh, you're juggling so many different things uh, what's your superpower that that people don't see on social media that that still works in the background and makes everything else happen there is no superpower uh, uh it's like i also face my uh, i also get you know overwhelmed at times uh, it's it's not that you know like what 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 you see here is not indicative of it's it's but it's about acceptance i think you know for every woman except that there are so many things happening in life except that family is important work is important one at a time i think because this whole multitasking uh, feature which we talk about so much you know women are multitaskers that same thing can come back and hit you because if you try to do 10 things all at one time you end up giving 10% to each rather than you know picking up one by one and then giving 100% to maybe the top 5 you can't do 10 it's okay accept it 
pick up the top five and give it you know 100% attention one at a time and I, I, that's something which i do uh, when i do something i do it completely i don't i try not to distract myself although i know that there may be six seven pressing things but you just do it one at a time you're quicker at it and you end up resolving it completely and you're you also tick it off plus i am i am a planner and i i think nothing happens without planning so while we and as a company we have we have big dreams we have big aspirations but we also have broken down our goals into uh, quarterly goals monthly goals weekly goals and i would also have daily goals because that kind of that sort of uh, planning helps you uh, give more time to each thing give it the appropriate amount of time and also make sure that you do it in the best possible way the entire founding team uh, the top management has has been consistent over the years and that's because we are we are great listeners we are also people who lead by example so all of us are very hands on we don't just tell people what to do we show them how it needs to be done and i do speak for myself i speak for everybody in the team so when i say being present and uh, being approachable what i mean to say is if there is any concern anybody in the organization knows that they can reach out to us and that to maintain that at scale uh, is something which is which is very critical because uh, we should not lose that founder mentality as we as we become a bigger organization we should not lose the the fungibility of a startup we should not lose the camaraderie which is there in a startup because as you become a big organization it should not become it should not become a process uh, putting people above everything else putting values about everything else is is the most important thing because processes will anyway fall in place right um i also want to ask you this with the abundance of having so much how do you teach the values of things to your children yes yeah, so it's and it's i think it's it's very valid because see, beyond a point it it doesn't matter right like you you even even if you talk about wealth you talk about fame so it it matters up to a point but beyond that it it really doesn't matter and i think if you can tell your children or teach your children that what really matters is family and you show that like i said it's always about leading by example what makes me happy today is the same thing that makes me happy 10 years back and i'll give you an example because i for me the most important thing was being with my parents and the the one of the reasons why i did not go abroad although it was very subconscious was i am the only child and if i leave them and go they would be alone so that was a very subconscious thing playing with me it's been important to me then and today also i i fought tooth, tooth and nail and i brought them to the house opposite mine so uh, it, it, these things don't change like you and and f- the friends you have the friends who were there with you when you were zero and you come down and you come up to one the friends remain the same and 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 ultimately i think being with the people who have seen you grow being with the people who have uh, who understand what matters to you at that point of time and be and having that same sort of grounded uh, you know effect throughout uh, and it's not just uh, it's not just about even byju's extremely Uh, extremely grow and and we've all come up not from we've all come up on our own we've done work the hard we worked really hard this has hasn't happened overnight it's happened over like decades uh, for him decades and i would say at least the last 10 years of investing in how can we make something work we've done everything possible uh, in a startup to make it grow it's not just and we were bootstrapped for the initial 4 5 years we put in our our money our effort our time and built up the company so it's it's a company which is built by us built with a lot of love the people have been put put uh, you know by us and and we would and like like i said right for us people and i think that's what we need to teach our kids also it's not about you know who maybe uh, you know it's not about which car you're going in it's about whom you're going with in that car you know it's, these are all simple things and 
with and and that is i think something which parents can definitely inculcate by leading uh, by example right that's so beautifully said who you're going with in the car that matters uh, tell me what's a typical day in the baiju's gokulnath household like like how is it like what does it begin with what does it end with it definitely begins with work and ends with work <laughs> and and there is no timetable now because babies have their own agenda uh you know so it's i am lucky that i am at least around now if he if he needs me or he cries i'm i'm there at least you no know, i can i can go uh, and and be there but one thing which uh, i immediately got back to doing after delivery was working out so i've i've resumed my workouts because i'm like for me i think physical health uh, is directly proportional to mental health and well being and uh, that is one thing and uh, 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 it's 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 chaotic it's it's planned yet chaotic because there are so many things which come in which need immediate attention but there are so many things which you would have planned to do which you need to do and uh, i i think it's all about it's 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 a lot of happiness uh, it's it's a lot of uh, because we are all surrounded by the people whom we love a lot so there's a lot of love there's a lot of happiness there's a lot of joy i'm very happy because i'm getting my uh, kids with me because although it's difficult yet the positive in it is that i would have never gotten these uh, these times with them otherwise and childhood just passes by like the elder one's already 7 and i don't know how that happened it and just the younger one will grow up faster and i keep telling my younger one listen can you stop growing up right because i'm not going to have a third one now so i'm like you just want to hold on to to that piece right um right uh, divya i must ask you this in the last decade you know and you just mentioned this in the last decade of building byjus do you feel like there's something that got left behind that you would want to pick up at a later date and i i know you said you're a woman of no regrets and you don't want to look back but do you feel like you know that there were things that could let things or relationship or people or personal uh, anything that got left behind that that you feel like you want to pick up now so frankly we've taken every day at a time and uh, i don't maybe i i don't know how we could have done on the work front maybe we could have done things better like you know every growing startup which is growing so fast has its share of mistakes in this whole spurt of growing but it's it's not that we haven't uh, learned along the way so it's important to keep learning as we as we have uh, because only then can you and always self and we we've, we've reflected i won't say that we we take we reflect on what we do and then we take the decisions so no regrets like you rightly said but uh, if i had to i mean if i have to think of it differently maybe so one thing we did is we started with higher grades and then we went to lower grades maybe we should have done it the other way around because if you look at it there are more digital natives as you go as you grow younger like it would have been i think that option is already very good but it could have been even more if we started with uh, younger kids and gone up that being said of course we want to do everything very fast uh, but that's not possible like could we there could we have uh, you know we launched in vernaculars only last year so it's gone like much deeper because of that because we have it now in hindi and bengali and gujarati and so many major regional languages but could we have done that if we could have done that four years five years back it would have been even more impact like as we launched the app but then things take their time and uh, we are also we are also coming up with new products to have uh, teachers take classes live for the students so all of these things could we have see it's just about can we do it faster but can we also do it better uh, but that see the thing is you need to give time for everything to lay out uh, and 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 there are so many things which circumstances lead you to do for example the pandemic now in, in the first uh, four and a half years since we launched the app we had 
45 million students on the platform but in the last one year we have 45 million more so edtech what did not happen in the last few decades we saw that happen literally in weeks right so i think it's about there is a time for everything uh, but if you reflect and go back there could have been decisions which you can take earlier but no regrets right uh, also you know like i was mentioning before that um, globally they've said that over 2 uh, billion children have dropped out of um, you know and have and they say it's the biggest year of loss for education because schools uh, have been shut and kids have been deprived of education um, do you feel and and how do you feel as a founder of an edtech company and how do you and and plans to plow that back in many ways to you know cover up on the loss that that's actually happened in the last one year the two things uh, the last one year it's not just been a learning loss i feel it's also been very critically a playing loss for a lot of children uh, and both are very important to in in those crucial especially the younger kids where you just need to go and run and play and you learn so much yeah. when you do that i think that's been a that's been a bigger loss because you're literally restricted to homes yeah and and, and, and i feel like your life skills which is like gross motor skills like climbing throwing playing molding i feel that generation is actually a bigger loss than anybody else because if you grow if you go up the ladder and you go to older kids you can still learn on your own uh, you know you can read uh, and you reach that age but for very young children it was literally a a loss in development for the last one year now that being said uh, it's also shown us though that as as a civilization we can adapt because we have adapted overnight to online learning now while i while if you ask me i don't think it can completely replace offline learning but a lot of subjects like math and science we've come to learn that it can be taught and learned better online we were still talking of a very very privileged audience there has been a huge uh, black hole in terms of reaching the masses especially in the kind of country that we are in uh, so any gaps that you feel that you guys can fill in there yes, right overall globally it was actually 1.2 billion kids who were out of school and if you speak about india and i think that was one impetus for us to launch uh, the whole byju's give so we saw that even though schools transitioned online uh, especially the the poorer families they couldn't afford uh, uh, to get a device good enough yeah. for their child to continue learning and uh, although what you need is basically a smartphone but how much time can you you know use it and the parent also needs it so that's when we 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 thought of ways in which we could bridge it it's a very small step uh, and and the fact is that i want to speak about what we've done only when it becomes big enough that it's created a big impact that's what i always believe in but one thing that we did is we we launched byju's give you know because we saw this sort of uh, disparity in children who had access versus those who didn't where uh, anybody can contribute uh, an old device or donate an old device and we would load the byju sports for free and then give so the learning is completely free for the child uh, so that's something that we we've, we've just started a couple of months back and we're trying to see whether we can encourage more people to either donate or sponsor and then we we, we try to reach but there are so many more companies which can also take this route because the fact is if you think about it while digital divide is a reality the disparities which exist in the physical world are much more because compare it to the kind of infrastructure a tier 1 student gets compared to someone in a village now building a school providing good teachers is far more difficult than providing an internet connection so maybe in the long run now this digital divide i feel would get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller 
as we go up uh, but there are so many things we can do to hasten up the process and i think companies should do all that they can do to bridge it right um with that i'm going to come straight to a quick rapid fire just to lighten things up and let's see how you fare um and you you need to answer in in just a word okay so let's let's see how you do to people to people who say women can't have it all i would just ask them why not right three lessons you learned from your mother how to bring up a family how to have a successful career and uh, how to make everything look really simple okay three lessons you learned from your son how to celebrate little things in life how to unconditionally love everything and everyone around you how to always be happy right entrepreneurial life or motherhood the tougher journey both very easy okay can you pop another baby or raise another startup which one would be easier both equally difficult or equally easy okay one thing you learned from motherhood it's important to create artificial boundaries okay one thing you learned from your entrepreneurial life that helps you in raising your children you give it enough love it will go it will grow beautifully and love you back okay one thing you would love to outsource as a mother nothing describe divya as a mom in a word and as a teacher and as an entrepreneur all of it in a word loving okay divya as a teacher inspiring okay and as an entrepreneur empathetic okay one thing you would do with your child that you absolutely love learn okay to all the teachers who have seen shut schools through this pandemic stay strong okay what would you say to moms who say they don't have time to chase their dreams right one myth you want to bust as a working mother i want to bust a myth which says that uh, men take charge while women take care well i believe that the time has come where women can take care and take charge and men can take charge and take care amazing i love that one struggle when you're trying to balance your life time okay apps that you use the most and byju is not included mm, definitely whatsapp right now okay screen time for you is meeting people online okay <laughs> i love that nobody's answered that and it's so relevant the more patient parent between you and byju's byju okay the better teacher you or him him he taught me okay <laughs> the better parent you or him both okay who is more likely to forget a pta meeting you or him definitely him okay <laughs> whatsapp mommy groups life savior or i'm not on it passive aggressive okay <laughs> i see the <laughs> diplomatic answer coming in there what's more important the will to learn or intelligence the will to learn meal times for you are like are there meal times <laughs> okay <laughs> one life lesson you want to make sure your child imbibes empathy one life lesson that has shaped who you are confidence that you are far better than what you think you are the title of my book would be i haven't really thought about that Okay, I want you to think about that and let me know when you do. I'm most curious to know what that answer would be. And of course, last one, the one thing I learned from my husband to be positive. Thank you so much. This has been incredible and and look forward to staying connected. Thank you so much, Manti. As always, if you love this episode, don't feel shy from sharing your favorite moments and key takeaways from this episode with a screenshot and tag us on Instagram. It's @manti.saveri and @kidstoppress.